We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Pop Torah with Rabbi Iznopf and Olitsky, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Pop Torah, the podcast where we look at pop culture from a Jewish perspective and look at Judaism through the lens of pop culture. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. Today we are talking about the new Disney Plus Marvel series, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Um, Jesse, tell us a little bit about uh, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, uh, and uh, what did you think of it? Sure, I'm ready to Hulk out, as uh, Bruce Banner says in Endgame. Um, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law is the new Marvel Studios Disney Plus series. It is their attempt to have a serial lawyer show, and it's really their first attempt. You could argue maybe WandaVision was that, but I would say this is really their first attempt at a comedy. Uh, Certainly, I have laughed aloud um, at certain episodes. Um, It is a funny show. Uh, but uh, it is a show where every episode sort of wraps up uh, in the story on like the other Marvel shows where it's sort of like a six hour uh, Marvel movie broken up into six parts. Um, this is really a, the first that feels like a TV show. It feels like a serial that every episode there's a different uh, case uh, that uh, Jennifer Walters, the attorney, has to uh, represent somebody or, or or something like that. Jennifer Walters played perfectly by Tatiana Maslany. Um, you know her from Orphan Black fame, is the cousin of Bruce Banner. They're on some beach vacation and they get in a car accident. Uh, sidebar, we'll get into that later. Sidebar, that is lawyer language. We'll get into what causes the accident later. Um, and in the accident, she gets some of his blood. She turns into Hulk. Um, and she is a different Hulk. She's not this giant monster like he is. She is just a more green, enhanced, stronger version of herself. It's very interesting seeing the CGI side by side. Hulk is very much a monster, even Professor Hulk. Uh, and she is a taller, more human form. There have been some serious criticisms about the CGI when the first trailer dropped. I think it's improved since. Uh, at least in certain parts, in certain parts, she kind of looks like Queen uh, Fiona, Princess Fiona from Shrek. Um, but we'll get into that as well. Uh, and, and we don't really know what the story is, right? We, we were just introduced to the big bad. We have watched like uh, six episodes now of the nine episode series. And uh, in the um, the stinger at the end of the last episode, we were introduced that somebody is trying to get her blood uh, I believe this means likely if you're a comic book fan that they're going to create future Hulks uh, and this will lead to the World War Hulk storyline that uh, came out in the comics, which will be very cool. If you ask me, my favorite Hulk so far is Inchettable Hulk, Cousin Ched. Uh, but uh, Mike, what do you think of the show? You know, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I, I, I've been enjoying it uh, more or less, you know, especially if I don't think about it all that much. Um, it's it's light, it's breezy. I find it funny at at points. 
Um, I, you know, love Tatiana Maslany. I've loved her since, uh, since, I, since Parks and Rec. Um, I love uh, Jamila Jamil, who is uh, playing Titania, who is, um, I, I suppose, you know, the, the main antagonist of the show, at least for the moment until we get kind of into the end game of the show. And there's a big bad revealed if the patterns on these Marvel uh, shows follows. I think like all of the Marvel shows, and a lot of the Marvel movies recently, um, I have felt uh, that it's that it's uh, of uneven quality, um, and and also you know in some ways you know follows the same formula, um, so it's not really doing a lot to you know subvert expectations in any way. Um, so I don't think it's particularly interesting. Um, uh, you know, I, I we're, we're not having this conversation uh, uh, with uh, with with the. A, a woman panelist, I'd be curious to hear, uh, um, you know, some, some women's perspectives on how uh, the commentary that the show is offering on the experience of women in the world, in the professional world, in the dating world, um, uh, you know, how that stacks up to, uh, like, whether it's, a, whether it's actually a, uh, a, a worthwhile take um, on on that experience or not, I, I I don't know. It's hard for me to talk about from my from my vantage point. Uh, I think the CGI definitely um, uh, needs work. Um, I don't love lawyer shows generally. Um, Are you were you not an Ally McBeal fan? Not an Ally McBeal fan. I I almost never, legal. I almost never watch any lawyer shows ever. They all kind of come down to this line. Oh, I told you we shouldn't have taken that case, right? So it's like that's what they're all about, and like you get that in this too. You know, I, oh, I wish I hadn't taken that case. You know, that's what all lawyer shows are. I I find them kind of in, insufferable. Um, uh, and lawyer shows and this or one lawyers? in particular is not especially lawyerly. Like I don't feel like they're actually doing uh, any interesting service to the, um, to the, you know, it's not often that I watch another, you know, a, a show about like another profession and say like, that can't possibly be accurate to that profession. Um, but here I can, I can pretty, uh, confidently say, uh, that, uh, the way they are depicting the practice of law, um, is, uh, not particularly accurate to the practice of law. Sure. Um, and it's also meant to be a comedy, yeah, within that realm, uh, what I would say is, is interesting is that the way that the practicing law is a sort of tangential consequence of everything, of the blip, of the superhero reality that we're living in now. Uh, the fact that Jennifer Walters works for GLK and H and runs their superhuman division there, it's sort of like in Falcon the Winter Soldier, where they had this this sort of social service welfare organization about everybody who came back and were homeless and there weren't enough resources for them. It's sort of like, all right, we have these Avengers and these cool superheroes, but now we need this superhuman division because a consequence or collateral damage of superheroes is that some use their assets and their qualities for good and others are going to use them for bad. Well, right. I mean, and and they, you know, but they really haven't explored this all that much. And I think that that like, it could be actually interesting is like, you know, what, what to do 
this gets into DC territory kind of in the Zack Snyder verse of, um, you know, what happens to the people of Metropolis uh, after Superman destroys the entire city in his fight with General Zod, right? So like, you know, can can the can people sue the Avengers for property damage or loss of life uh, when the Avengers are, you know, in in uh, in you know saving the day, right? We well, that get was the that whole explored. point of the Sokovia Accords. We get that explored a little bit from the policy end when it comes to the Sokovia Accords and trying to rein in and and control superheroes. But I'm thinking about it actually from the very ground level. We get a little bit of that from Kate Bishop's side in the Hawkeye series about how she reacts as just like a person on the ground seeing the Avengers saving New York. Um, but, you know, what about the people who um, who are not as fortunate as Kate Bishop, right? So, like, if the show went there, that could be really interesting, but it wants to be lighter, it wants to be breezier, it's probably not going to go there. So it kind of invents, you know, it invents other uh, uh, super-powered people uh, um, that, you know, are divorcing many wives and, you know, things like that. I don't know. It feels very contrived to me. I, I don't love, and again, I'm not, you know, as much of a, a, a comic book aficionado as you, so I don't know if this is present in the comic books. I don't love uh, uh, the uh, uh, um, the concept of like a Hulk, um, that that idea of like, I'm a Hulk now, um, or, to, or to Hulk as a verb, as a transitive verb. I'm not so sure how I feel about, uh, about that. It feels um, strange. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there, I mean, there are a lot of Hulks. Um, what, what sort of came to understand is that, well, the abomination became the abomination because of how his body reacted to gamma radiation. There was something about Bruce Banner's body and his, uh, genes that were able to survive with the gamma radiation properly. We also have this guy, the leader, right. Who becomes a bad guy. Uh, in the Hulk comics, we saw him teased in the Incredible Hulk, uh, the movie that uh, we sort of forgot about. And he's actually going to make a return. It was just announced at Comic Con that he's going to make a return in the Falc, uh, in the the new Captain America movie, Captain America: New World Order, where uh, Anthony Mackie, Sam Wilson will be Captain America in that movie. Um, but there all are these other Hulks. There's the Hulk Hulkling which is like a younger Hulk. There's Red Hulk, uh, which is um, uh, Thunderbolt Ross tries to become a Hulk. Uh, although um, William Hurt, who plays Thunderbolt Ross, ha has since passed away. Uh, part of it is you have this power and it's really a story of creating these future Hulks of what people want to do and how people want to use that power. It's no different than people stealing the Stark technology. Uh, it's using power for good versus using power for evil. And I think ultimately, whether it's done in, in a sort of 23 minute episode humor or in a serious tone, I think that's the goal of the show. It's, you know, Jennifer Walters just wants to be a lawyer. She's like, all right, fine. I can actually control when I Hulk out. I'm not like you, Bruce. I can be big and green when I want to. I could just be my normal lawyer self. Uh, and I don't want to be a Hulk. Uh, and, you know, you and I talked about this uh, before we started recording. Is it any different than Spider-Man's with great power comes great responsibility? I don't care that you're a teenage kid. You have these gifts and you have to use it. I think that's the main story of this is like, you have these gifts, you need to use it. Right. Well, that's, but that, that, that's the thing to me is, you know, the question I have about She-Hulk and it's a similar question I have about a lot of the Marvel properties that are coming out now 
is are they are they uh, exploring any new ground or alternatively exploring familiar ground in new and interesting ways, right? And I'm not sure yet that this show is even exploring familiar ground in new and interesting ways. Like, it, but it definitely feels familiar in terms of the themes that it's exploring. The only thing that I think that it's exploring that hasn't really been um, unpacked yet, although a little bit maybe in uh, in um, uh, in Black Widow um, and in you know and, and in uh, Hawkeye because it, it brings in uh, a tie into Black Widow um, is the you know what what's unique about uh, a, a woman superhero. Um, as opposed to a male superhero, because generally speaking, right, and 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 Marvel has commented on this, right, that you know when Black Widow is introduced, you know she's hypersexualized, right, right, and so and that's present in comics too, right, that that women superheroes, you know, tend to either be you know kind of just like their male counterparts in that there's like nothing particularly feminine about them, or they are kind of like hypersexualized. And and you know uh, male fantasy objects. Um, that's kind of the pull. But there is uh, it hasn't yet really explored. I think it's trying to do that here. I'm just not sure if it's accomplishing it so well. Of saying you know what what would be unique um, to a regular woman becoming a superhero. Um, and 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 I mean I would say it's the say same about- story about a regular man becoming a superhero. The difference being the toxic masculinity of society and how. Uh, they hate on her because she's a woman, right? Again, I fully acknowledge that we are two men talking about this. Um, but I, I think it's true, right? That in every industry, uh, women uh, have to work harder to succeed because of male privilege, specifically white male privilege. Uh, that is society. Uh, and and I think that's it's saying that that's true for lawyers. That's true for superheroes. The intelligentsia are... Um, a superhero group. It's basically like a, a um, Justice League, sorry, uh, of supervillains rather. Uh, and we find it in Marvel Comics. It's like a way that supervillains could gather together. Uh, I believe uh, uh, Modoc was a part of it. Doctor Doom was a part of it. And so in the show, where do we first see the intelligentsia? It's almost like a, a um, 4chan or a Reddit or a whatever the name of yeah. that. Uh, uh, alternative to Twitter that Donald Trump invented, uh, Truth Social. Uh, you, you, or something you don't. Like you don't Truth. I, I, I do not. Uh, but but it's it's a place for toxic man babies to um, scream into the void and to be validated for all of their hatred and and biases and um, to get patted on the back, thinking that they are okay for having their narrow-minded, hateful views. Yeah, well, that, I mean, so that is uh, an interesting dimension. First of all, you know, it's, it's an interesting dimension of the show um, that it, that it you know, brings that in and brings that up. Um, I, it hasn't yet felt to me to be a significant enough thread in the, in the show. Like what, it doesn't feel to me like what the show's about. It just like feels that there's kind of throwaway, you know, references to these uh, phenomena existing. Um, but we'll see, maybe it will become, you know, maybe those threads will, will tie together 
uh, in the in the last uh, uh, three or four episodes that that will that will watch. I, I'm just not sure. And I think that there is an interesting comment to be made about you know how um, you know Bruce Banner, right, the male Hulk, is an avatar of exactly what you're talking about, right? Male aggression uh, and, and rage, right? Now, Bruce is able to uh, control it somewhat, right? Use it for good. Um, but we know, of course, that more often than not, uh, male aggression, male rage is uh, is, is is used uh, for harm and, and for bad. Uh, there are some, you know, some sections of the culture um, that you know that that cel- that are celebrating those things that 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 feel under assault um because we are you know we we have become a culture uh that has or the 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 kind of prevailing kind of cultural sensibility for the since since the rise of feminism in the 50s and 60s um and women's liberation in the 70s you know the the uh, has been to um uh to to push back against the against you know that sort of uh toxic male behavior uh even though it obviously has not been completely success- successful in in doing that um but but there's like now right now like a, a counter reformation um happening right you know uh men and, and to some extent you know women allies of those men um saying you know we want to go back to a society we we feel like there's a war on men Right. And 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 men need to be back on top. Men need to be allowed to be men. Right. So so cut the um, political correct conversation that, that that is basically, you know, meant to silence me. Right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, um, let me put my hands wherever I want. Let me say whatever I want. Right. Let me do whatever I want. Right. And 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 and, and uh, expressions of w- women empowerment are read by that kind of section of the culture as a threat. And I think that that is now a very powerful force within our uh within within our society right um that you know threatens to do i mean has done a lot of damage and threatens to do a lot more damage so like i, I like I, I that's what i'm saying about the show is like i feel like it has such it had such an opportunity um but it really wanted to be light and breezy and and you know like and you're saying it can't be both i'm not saying can't do that in a funny way I'm just saying that um that it's um that it's like uh uh trying to trying to stop a hurricane with a paper fan. I don't follow. Meaning like it's it's uh it's it's not uh taking um big enough swings it's interesting you, you know it should, I, it should hulk smash uh should, toxic mas- hulk. masculinity you know it, it's it's funny right that it's a show that surprise surprise was review bombed before it premiered um on imdb and rotten tomatoes by people who gave it reviews without ever seeing it because they don't like the idea that you have this powerful woman Right. That's so we're, you're talking about you want it to be taking bigger squi- swings that could be from our sort of progressive feminist minded um, still, you know, male, cis male privilege, but feminist minded progressive viewpoint. We want it to say more, to do more 
um, where for others it's doing way too much. And I think it, I, I, you know, applaud Jessica Gao, the, the director and writer for who's trying to find the right balance to make it funny, to have serious lessons, to bring in all these cameos, you know, a Bruce Banner and a Wong and an Emil Blonsky. And we saw the hint of uh, uh, Matt Murdock of Daredevil, who's coming down the pike in one of these future episodes, doing all of that and still trying to make a point where I assume the show is going to end with somebody gets Jennifer Walter's blood and with uh, Hulk being off somewhere on another planet, whether that's a car or elsewhere. Um, so there are definitely uh, stories that it's trying to, to connect to other parts of the MCU and to future stories they want to tell in the MCU and social commentary as well. Yeah, you know, I think that what you're pointing to there is that, uh, and, and this may be a problem in general that I'm having with the MCU at the moment, is that, um, you know, first of all, there's just too many properties um, it's, you know, the, I, I think we mentioned this in, when we talked about Thor last time that like at this point in what is supposed to be uh, stage phase, uh, is this phase four we're in now or phase five? Uh, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther 2 will be the end of phase four. Phase four. So we're in phase four right now. And there's been as as many hours of content in phase four in the MCU as there was in the entire phases one, two and three put together. Right. And that's that feels to me problematic as somebody who's, you know, you, someone who's who's more than just a casual fan of these, right? Um, it's just a lot to keep up with and a lot of content. But I feel like the, you know, this this show in particular, but I could say it of, of some of the other uh, shows and movies that have come out recently, is that it's that 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 it, that it's trying to do too many things, right? What one of the things that was great about the original stages of the phases of the MCU? is that they were really doing, each of those movies was doing one job and maybe secondarily they were doing a second job, right? The one job was they were telling a story um, about, you know, a, a particular hero, uh, a particular like season, you know, set of events, whatever that was centered around that centered around that hero tangentially it was connecting and you know telling a kind of larger more cohesive narrative um and i feel like she hulk um is it hasn't decided what's the job it's trying to get done right um is it a commentary on uh toxic masculinity in the culture um is it uh, trying to pull in different threads and pieces to of the larger MCU? Is it trying to, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, initiate a uh, a storyline of what do you call it? Like like Hulk War, Hulkamania? I don't know. World um, War Hulk. World War World War Hulk. Um, you know, is it? So what's the job this show is trying to get done? That's the that's that I think to me is the um, is the is the biggest challenge I have with it. Yeah, I think it, it's fair, you know, where I, I watch all these MCU uh, shows and movies and I love them. Um, I find this to be fun, right? It is is not something where I am sitting on my couch waiting for the next eventful thing to happen, waiting for that big giant fight sequence, waiting to see which Avenger is going to show up or who's going to die or something like that, waiting for the reveal of Wolverine and the introduction of the X-Men. Um, 
it's fun. And I think that that's okay uh, in a world full of uh, so much uh, seriousness. It's okay for something just to be fun, for entertainment to truly be that. Um, instead of having high expectations. I hear so, what you're so, saying. So, that's, I, I, here, let me just jump in on that because like, I find that it is periodically fun, but mostly feels like work. Like mostly feels like, okay, here's what you gotta be up on if you want to be able to follow the larger, you know, narrative of the MCU, which I like, I'm at this point, I'm pretty invested in. I've invested a lot of hours and a lot of like, you know, uh, 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 spiritual and emotional hours into it too. I'm like, okay, you know, like I, I, I gotta, I gotta be in it. Um, so I set aside 20, 25 minutes a week to watch this. And sometimes I laugh and sometimes it's enjoyable, but mostly it feels like, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing a job now. Because you have to watch it in order to be up on everything else that may happen in the MCU and how they're interconnected. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, and I, and I, and now that I'm talking about it, I'm not sure if I like am getting the benefits of being employed by, by Kevin Feige. <laughs> you, you know, as an aside, um, news came out today that uh, Mahershala Ali, who was cast as Blade, uh, was, uh, has been really frustrated with how slow this process has been, um, does not like the script and, um, the director of Blade two months before filming just announced that he's leaving the project. And some of the reports are that Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios is spread too thin, that they're trying to do too much uh, at a time. And that may be because for, you know, a year and a half, they couldn't do anything during the pandemic. Uh, but I, maybe that's a part of this. I hear what you're saying. Are you watching this because this is mandatory viewing? Or are you watching this because you're enjoying it? Or are you watching this because it has an important lesson to teach us? Right. Well, let's talk about the lessons. So, so you know, what 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 Torah are you finding in She-Hulk? You know, to me, the, the, the most important Torah goes back to, yes, it is Spider-Man. It is, right? With great power comes respons- great responsibility. She can't be just Jen, right? The most recent episode, which was the wedding episode, uh, the the title was Just Jen, Attorney at Law, because she was a bridesmaid and she was so excited to show up as She-Hulk and to show up in a dress and people were commenting how, you know, good she looked and that sort of thing, which um, she, she felt like uh, almost like a wallflower, I, I think, um, as Jennifer Walters, you know, her, her dating profile and the dating scene was, it was miserable. She sets up a She-Hulk profile and uh, she gets all these matches. A uh, lot of people swiping right for the She-Hulk, uh, but she can't be just Jen. And that I think is the message that She-Hulk is forever part of who she is. And you can't turn on and off that part of yourself. You can't even um, hide that part of yourself or, or uh, push it under the rug. It's very much a part of who she is and it's part of who she will be going forward. What do you think, um, Mike? Yeah, well, right. So I think that uh, it, it, that theme that is present in Spider-Man and other, you know, Marvel uh, uh, properties of, you know, you, uh, what, you know, once you, once you have the ability, I think I like the way that, uh, uh, Peter Parker puts it in Captain America: Civil War that you know when when you can do what I do and bad things happen, they happen because and you don't do anything to stop it. It happens; they happen because of you, 
right? So, um, and I, and that to me is is a very Jewish idea. Um, you know, Stanley, of course, was was a member of the tribe, um, but uh, you know that that's a very Jewish idea, right? That uh, that um, you know because we have the ability to make a difference in the world, we have the responsibility to to do so. I think that that's a theme that we you know come up upon. Uh, in, uh, in the high holidays, right, and, especially this season. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, I do, I, you know, I think that, um, you know, what what Hulk stories in particular point out is, you know, something that Maimonides talks about a lot, which is, uh, you know, the uh, the, uh, the the middle path. Um, that uh, that we should always aim kind of for like the intermediate in, the intermediate position uh, between human dispositions, right? Not too sort of meek, um, but but uh, but but uh, not not to be like a rage monster, right? Um, uh, so uh, so you know what what Hulk kind of what Hulk stories kind of point to is you know can you um, can you have power? Can you have great power um, without? it being beholden to uh, or dominated by the um the the worst aspects of um of of human dispositions right um you know so uh that's the question for bruce banner uh can he um can he you know uh be can he be the hulk and do good without you know, destroying entire cities because he's so blinded by rage, right? That uh, was the sort of Professor Hulk, the smart Hulk that he became uh, that happened. We didn't see when it happened, but it happened at some point between Infinity War and, and Endgame. Um, yeah. I will say uh, as a viewer, not as enjoyable as a Hulk to watch. <laughs> right, right. You want you want the Hulk to go ballistic. Um, and to be and to be somewhat unpredictable, right, uh, and unable to to control, right. There there is something much uh, less exciting about about a Jennifer Walters version of Hulk. She can kind of do it on on command. She can be a lawyer. She can be kind of whatever she wants, uh, and, and also have have those powers. There's no, you know, the um, the the struggle doesn't feel quite as real um as as relatable right if you can turn it off and turn it on whenever you want um uh, you know it's it's totally a power that is under her control uh and 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 you know can can uh whereas like the the issue with spider-man uh especially in the comics is that uh he first of all he has to learn how to control his powers um and uh, they, they don't always work the way he wants them to. He's you know very much a teenager in that way, and he can't reveal who he is to anybody around him for various reasons, right? Um, nobody can know that he, that Peter Parker is actually Spider Man, right? Um, you know, so so that also is is a is a very Jewish theme that I find in Spider Man of like you know how, how much of your identity can you uh, can can you reveal to the world and and for what reason um, that we don't really get in a, in a She-Hulk story. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's fair, but I think the message here is that, can you be your true authentic self? Uh, I think part of it is a story of Jen Walters figuring out exactly who that is. I assume right. that the show will end with her in a superhero uniform, outfit, costume, uh, and being fully satisfied 
with being the She-Hulk, not right. just uh, on Tinder and not just to impress uh, the other bridesmaids, uh, but because that's who she wants to be and who she strives to be. Right, right. That's and that's true in both directions, right? She's she is, you know, uh, when she is Jennifer Walters, she, uh, you know, at, at this point kind of wants to be She-Hulk. And when she's She-Hulk, you know, she kind of uh, uh, regrets the fact that she's uh, not just Jen, right? So can she be both of those things simultaneously? Can she be authentically her? Uh, I think that that's a, a really kind of important question to answer. How, how do we be, how do we be whole? How do we be like fully authentic in ourselves? That's, a, that's a, I think an important spiritual question um, to be asking, particularly over the, over the high holidays. I think that is the question that that we each should be leaving the high holidays with. How can we be a better version of ourselves and a more authentic version of ourselves? You know, we saw in the Rosh Hashanah uh, Torah reading on the first day of Rosh Hashanah in which Sarah kicks out Hagar and Ishmael because of her own jealousy, uh, because she was judging herself in comparison to others, she couldn't appreciate the blessing that she had, uh, the blessing of Isaac, and instead was still jealous of Ishmael and of Hagar and how much better we would all be if we uh, didn't judge ourselves based on others, but we strove to be uh, the best version of ourselves, the most authentic version of ourselves. We, when we stand before the almighty judge uh, on Yom Kippur, uh, when we stand before God, uh, we ask to be judged based on our, our own merits um, and not compared to other people. It's, it's the Hasidic story of Zosia. Why weren't you more like Zosia, right? right. Uh, not why weren't you more like Moses or more like Joshua? So why weren't you more like yourself? Right. And the story is uh, Jen Walters coming into her true authentic self. She Hulk is a part of that. And she just didn't know that. But the final, the final Jewish thing that I'm, that I'm hoping the show comes around to is, you know, it's a, it's a lawyer show, right? And central to Jewish tradition is the idea of tzedek tzedek tirdof, that, that we, we, are, we, we are obligated to uh, pursue justice. At the beginning of the show, Jen is a lawyer who fights for the little guy, right? She uh, she is a a prosecutor taking down pe corrupt people, right? And then she you know she loses that job. Uh, she gets her Hulk powers, uh, and uh, and 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 as a, as as she Hulk lawyer, um, she's not really living into that calling in the same way. And nor right, she's is she working. Really she's working for it. a big corporate law firm. Yeah. Who, nor is she really doing it in her Hulk capacity. She's not, you know, she's not uh, fighting the, the bad guys on behalf of the little guy yet. So is that going to factor into the story? Like will, will, will her drive as Jen to be somebody who pursues justice, who like cares for the, for, for the vulnerable the, um, and fights for the little guy. Will she live into that now that she's the big guy? Maybe the devil from Hell's Kitchen needs to come to LA and teach her that. Maybe that's what Daredevil does. Maybe. Right. And so we, we can only wait and see. You know, I think that is the message we want to take through uh, this high holiday season and into the new year. It's um, hopefully She Hulk will learn how to fight for the little guy, but it's the idea that we all take responsibility for ourselves and our actions. 
and we take responsibility for this world. There's a reason that when we beat our chest, we say Ashamnu, Baganu, Gazalnu, uh, that all of the sins that we are admitting, the, the transgressions that we acknowledge, whether we actually did them or not, we say them in the the plural. Uh, we say them in, in as we all did them, because if somebody does them, we take responsibility for somebody else's actions and we take responsibility for this world. Um, I take responsibility for everything that Kevin Feige does. And, and that is why I, I feel that uh, I volunteer to be part of uh, Disney's and Marvel Studios PR firm and spreading the good Torah that Marvel teaches uh, because uh, it's the only thing we got going on out there right now. Uh, DC is not putting anything out that's good. So we we gotta we gotta live the Marvel life, um, and uh, I, I hope that in this new year we'll all take responsibility for our actions and for this world. Amen. Uh, well, uh, on that note, uh, let us know what you are thinking of She-Hulk, uh, and uh, we wish you a Shana Tova, a, uh, a happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. Gemar Chatimatova. I may be inscribed and sealed for goodness in the coming year. Uh, And uh, until next time, I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I'm Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. Take care.